Welcome to my podcast, NYC Gal Out, about a New York City gal who is out and about. A podcast dedicated to entertainment news and pop culture headlines. You can listen to NYC Gal Out on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, let's get into it. Good morning, Lisa. Hey, Lindsay. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. I know, girl. I I feel like I haven't spoken to you in two months. (laughs) I know. The holidays are so busy. I know. Did you have a good New Year's or no? Oh, yeah. It was uneventful. I I think I even forgot it was like New Year's, to be honest. Same. Same. Yeah. We... So we had a, obviously we, we had to come back and then my husband completely forgot because like, you know how when you're like, especially with the holidays and the kids at home, you kind of forget what day it is. So my husband thought that he had work and that it was January 2nd and I'm like, no babe, it's Monday, it's January 1st, it's New Year's. And he's like, no, that was yesterday. I was like, no, that was New Year's Eve yesterday. It was, it, it was crazy. It, it was, yeah, like he was in, like he was in full camouflage and everything. So. Oh, Lord. Oh, bless his heart. <laughs> yeah, and like there wasn't much going on. Um, New Year's Eve, the Bengals play the Kansas City Chiefs. We actually live only about 30 minutes away from Kansas City, so a lot of the locals are huge Chiefs fans. My husband's from Cincinnati, so of course we're Bengals fans. They lost the game, um, but I am a huge Swifty fan, so like I was just like tuning in just to like catch a glimpse of Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that was exciting, and I don't know. I just I'm rooting for those two. I follow everything that's going on with the two of them. I never really cared about football like that, but I started like watching a lot of the games uh, be- because of her. Like really, nice. yeah. yeah. So I'm hoping, I don't know, there's rumors going around that uh, an engagement is near, coming near soon. I I hope it's true. I want her to be happy. Like, I grew up listening to her music, and I just feel like her songs are so sad and so depressing, and it's, like, so relatable. And I'm just like, oh, I hope she has, like, you know, her her guy. I mean, she's 34 years old, so I kind of feel like, you know, she's she's probably ready to settle down. And... Every single time I think that of the two of them, her song, um, her song from her album Lover, there's a song called Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. And every time I hear that song, I think of the two of them. And she put up like this uh, dance medley that, that Travis mm-hmm. Kelsey does when whenever he uh, scores a touchdown. And it's to the background of that song. So I'm rooting for those two. Okay, girl, uh, Beverly Hills was boring as hell. I'll spend like 15 minutes on it, but I want to get into Salt Lake City. Oh my God, there's so much. But we'll talk about about Beverly Hills for a little bit. (laughs) You know, that's, it's it's our Thursday topic. Yes, (laughs) yes. Okay, Um, I thought it was, 
boring girl. What did you think? Oh, boring, 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 boring. boring, boring. I was boring. like, what? I, girl, I was so bored. Legit, when I was watching it, I was so bored that I was like writing up my recap for Salt Lake City. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's how bad it was. Yeah, it was. It was pretty bad. I mean, there was, just, there was like yeah. a scene between um, Kim and Kyle, which seemed like the most realist, um, authentic yeah. scene the entire episode. But yeah, I, yeah. What did you think of? Um, I noticed something that Kim said, and and that kind of because um, I read the book uh, House of Hilton. You, you were. I, I read it while we were driving to Cincinnati because I remember we had talked about it and you had said something about it like, oh, um, it, it, like you, you said something to me like it was mentioned in House of Hilton. So I was like, okay, I'm going to finally read this damn book because we drove to Cincinnati. I read it. Um, girl. Girl. Oh, my God. Girl, I already know. Girl, girl, girl. I already know. that. I mean, the stuff in that book is it's very 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 um i don't even know it's like i, I can't even talk about some of it because it's so no foul. no i know i'm surprised all services never got called um <laughs> uh, no I, like legit girl i'm surprised like i'm i'm surprised like you know and, yeah. and she like the older kids because the older kids like um like the the step kids i like i'm uh, yeah anyway um but let me ask you, uh, the part where Kim says she, Kim breaks down to Kyle, and she says that I I was so angry, I have so much resentment for mom, and um, I don't know if you felt the same way or not, but then I felt like once Kim started talking a little bit about it, I felt like she was suddenly aware of the cameras and she checked herself because then immediately afterwards she said but I understand I I, I understand why she did the things she did and now that I'm older I understand but it it, it kind of felt like a complete like I it, it felt like a 360 because here she was she was crying she said I'm I was just so hurt and I was so angry at mom I had so much resentment for her she's crying Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, she's like, "But I understand why she did it." So, do you think it? W I felt like she was all of a sudden very aware of the cameras, and she checked herself. Did you feel the same way, or you felt different? Um, I felt like she was getting. I mean, here's the thing: with they have a very strange dynamic about their mother, or like their um, the lens that they see her through, because everything we hear about Big Kathy from everyone else is, is not the same Big Kathy that we hear from Kathy, Kim, and Kyle. And so I feel like there's a lot of secrets of things that went on in their home. And I think that Kim was resentful. And she mentioned this to Kim different times during filming, made at, like throughout the years, resentful that she had to work as a child. And what happened was when she started working and got big, big Kathy divorced Kim and uh Kim and Kyle's dad and mm -hmm. so they started living off of Kim's money and Kim yeah. was you know driving Ferraris when she was 18 or 19 years old but I also think that Kim endured a lot being a child actor we've talked about this now the yeah. stories that we know about the children that were left on the set and the things that went on and then on top of that you have these two marriages where Kim you know and I don't want to say that Kathy was um 
I don't I think Kathy was just introducing Kim to a lot of rich older wealthy men because Kathy yeah. was older Rick was older and her you know her mother encouraged her to cheat on, on yeah. her first husband with the second one because he made more money yeah. and his whole family so I think she just had a lot of resentments and that's like a common thing with alcoholics and addicts is resentments and in AA they often use the statement like resentments will keep you sick because mm -hmm. they just fester within you and like the other person goes on about their life but you you know have this resentment that you're carrying around and it can keep you sick and to me it just felt like it was her letting go a little bit but I also feel like Kyle, you know, Kyle lived off of all that money that Kim made too. And I think yeah. that when Kim got older and she was an alcoholic and she needed help financially, she expected Kyle to maybe do more for her because yeah. of everything. And yeah, it's just such a crazy family dynamic. I think she just stopped because of the fact that there, there's certain things I don't think they speak about of their mother. Even Kyle in her confessional, you know, she was very like mm, uh you know my mom had a temper she was irish and you know kathy has that temper. i felt like she was sugarcoating it i felt like she yeah. was sugarcoating it uh, um, yeah she was she should have been like but, my mom yeah. is an alcoholic and she would come home drunk and stuff <laughs> like yeah i, I mean yeah. yeah yeah it was bad that was the only interesting thing in the entire episode really i thought I did too. I still saw no damn tacos. And then, you know, what, whatever Garcelle and Dorit have going on with each other. I mean, like, look, I, at this point, I just feel like, you know, Garcelle probably doesn't like Dorit. Dorit's feeling whatever way she's feeling. Um, they're probably going to be cordial enough where they could film with each other. But there's no <laughs> genuine friendship between those two. So, um, and then Sutton, she went on a date with this guy, Steve, good looking older guy. Um, and she actually was very into him. I think she was into him because he was a good looking older man, uh, compared to Sal. Sal was like <laughs> much older. Sal looked much older. I don't know if he actually was much older, but he just looked much older. Whereas Steve, he was a man that still dyed his hair. I mean, girl, I, I have grays. <laughs> there are like months, there are months where I don't even like fuck with my grays because I'm just like, you know what? I don't even care. But, it, you know, so, so it's like, I don't know if Sal was actually that much older, but he was obviously a gentleman that like no longer cared that his hair was gray is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but, but Steve, Steve, you know, he also was an older gentleman, but he seemed like the type that still cared whether his hair was gray or blonde or whatever, because he had, um, he had blonde hair. But uh, they got along really well, and you know she she gave him his number. Um, she gave him his number. She gave him her number, and um, yeah, I think they had a second date or something. I don't know. She was like all giddy. Um, I guess we'll see. Like what? <laughs> I guess we'll see if there was a second date or not. But she was really giddy about it. Girl, the freaking whole entire episode, I was just like. I, I was not paying attention. I was like legit looking up shit about Monica Garcia. I was like, I was like, not even paying attention. I was like on my phone trying to see what the hell I could find. And it was, it was just, it was boring. I mean, I think that's the full recap. 
<laughs> did we miss yeah. anything? <laughs> yeah, no, really, we did not miss anything. Like that I can think of, honestly, nothing ourselves or yeah, I mean that pretty sums it up. Okay. That's the first recap. We wrapped up yeah. Beverly Hills. Girl, let's get to Salt Lake City. Oh my god, I am like I'm like peeing in my pants ready to talk about this. Oh my god, girl. Oh my god. Like first of all, first of all, shout out to Shed Media. Shed Media is a society company of Warner Brothers. They got moolah, girl. They got money, big bucks. Uh-huh. And that is the production company of Roni Beverly Hills and Salt Lake City Shed Media. It is a subsidiary company of Warner Brothers. That is their production company. Girl, oh my god. You know, I usually complain I usually complain about production and the editing and all this other crap, but no, girl. That season finale. Oh, kudos to them. Great like great editing, like great Mm-hmm. I, I thought the editing was great. I mean, I don't even know if it was just the editing or if God was like legit mad because it was like a darkened sky, thunder rolling in the background. The wind was going. I was like, I don't know. It might be God. It might just be great fucking editing. I don't know. But... Right. <laughs> what did you think? Okay. I on, was still. Let me ask you, on a scale of one to ten, what do you give it? I give it a solid ten. Uh, I, I give it an eight and a half. Eight and a half? Why? Tell yeah. me. Um, because I think that some of the audience was confused by the um website, the the Von Tees. Like we didn't have any. I was uh, yes. On, like a lot of people weren't familiar. I mean, because there was a lot of sites that were out there bashing Jen Shaw and uh, trying to expose stuff and especially when she changed her when she was going to court eventually she changed her plea to guilty and got a plea deal and so at that point people who had um supported her as saying that she wasn't guilty turned on her because they were you know i don't you know if you don't understand the courses you basically have to you know cop out a plea and that they make you she did the smart thing she did the smart thing. Yeah, let me tell to. you. And, they, and that's how people get their conviction rates. So that's why you see prosecutors that have 99% conviction rates. It's because they got plea deals for people to plead guilty. You don't get a plea deal of, of you know, no contest. Yeah, but she did, yeah, but girl, she did the smart thing. If she went yeah. to trial, if she went to no, trial honestly. and she was convicted, she would have been facing 30 years. You know what yeah, I'm saying? And yeah, and you can't beat the federal government. They have somebody working <laughs> on your case 24-7. She could, you know, it doesn't matter how many attorneys she had. You can't beat the government like that. I mean, like, look, she's sentenced to five years, but she's probably going to get out in three years. And where she yeah. is at, where she is at is in Texas, is at Brian, um, it's at Brian's federal correctional camp. It's one of those like camp, you know how like Teresa kept on saying she was at camp? It's yeah. one of those. She's she's at one of those. Like, yeah. you know, I, I saw like um a whole a whole, whole bunch of stuff. Like, okay, sorry guys. If you think Jen Shaw is doing hard prison time, she's not doing hard prison time. This is a white collar crime. This is considered a nonviolent crime. This is not something where, you know, if you're imagining her like sitting there making like driver's license plate, <laughs> like that's not, that's not what she's doing. Like in these, in these, these are not even low security prisons. These are minimum 
security prison. There is a difference. Which are mostly common for women, though, because here's the thing. Like, you're not going to get a bunch of max security 23 out of 24 yeah. hour lockdown with women. Because no. women typically that are going to prison have drug, alcohol, mental health, you know, yeah. issues. And there's really been a, a serious rise in the incarceration of women. I don't have the statistics in front of me. But it's like they've had to turn men's prisons into women's prisons just to have places to hold women because they're incarcerating so many women right now. I looked yeah. up where she was at too. I, I did it on my podcast or on my live yesterday. And there's about 700 girls at that camp. So it, that's not bad because when I was in Marysville, there was 4,000 women. So imagine 4,000 women lining up yeah. every day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner it's insane you know you got people fist fighting people are stealing your stuff but when you're in a camp that's a little bit smaller like that you yeah. have regular officers that you see every day you know yeah. the prison can do a better job of making sure that you know because a lot of women get taken yeah. advantage of in prison too by officers there's a whole priya there's yeah. a lot of just a lot of different like factors well, um like, yeah girl, she's, she's in license place she's not making physical labor she's probably living very good she probably yeah. has a lot of money on her books she probably has uh girl, she probably has a tablet girl she probably has a tablet money is status in prison just like in the real world if you get money in prison that's status to compare to people who don't get any money from the outside so she probably pays girls to wash her clothes She's paying somebody else to cook for her. And, you know, she's used to like, they said she liked a lady pawn. And what better place to be than a woman's prison if you like women? I mean, I'm just saying. Well, let let me ask you, what did, what did you think of her hopping onto her Instagram to say, uh, no, I did not hit Heather. Don't you think blah, 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 blah. Did you see that? Did you yes, see that post? I did. Okay. I did. I did. Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen responded. Did he? Mm-hmm, did he? Girl. I responded. What did he say? So, according to Mr. Cohen, he was feeling hot under the collar. He was Ooh. like, yes. He was like, listen, if we had the footage, don't you think we would have shown it? He's basically, like, it's, 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 Two different sides of the same sword. She's saying, don't you think if they had the footage, they would have shown it? That's what she's saying. He's right. saying, he, but he, now he's saying the same thing, but with a different meaning. He was he was saying, yes, don't you think if we had the footage that we would have shown it? You understand right. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So uh-huh. they're 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 making they're both making the same arguments, but with different meanings to it. So uh-huh. he's saying, you know. Um, and he was saying that, like, look, I recently got freaking basically robbed. I got scammed. She's in prison because of fraud. Like, he was he was going hard at her. He was feeling a certain way. I don't know what it was that he was feeling, but I think it was because, you know, two days ago, he got scammed out of money from his bank account. And mm-hmm. I think that just triggered him. I think you know, I think he really him. got mad. At, he was another one, though, whenever Jen Shaw changed her... Um, her plea from no from not guilty to guilty he didn't mm-hmm. like that he was very like i feel like after that he did not have a lot to tonight he didn't have much to say about her even going to you know that yeah. was just my perspective it seemed like she would i don't know what happened well he addressed him. that well he addressed that because he he said you know um he he said she was correct that i did want a one-on-one 
interview with her, but her demands were ridiculous. She wanted a lot of money, which we were not willing to pay. And she also wanted it to be done in like kind of a docu-series where, you know, we're following her, uh, the, the like her days leading up to her going to prison and all that other stuff. And her demands were just insane. And then he says, but I'm over it now because she lied to me so what would I want I've already had two reunions with her sitting there lying to my face girl listen to that yeah I clipped it I clipped it and put it on my Instagram girl was this on his radio his radio yeah it's on Radio Andy I clipped Mm. that part and oh my goodness like he he sounds hot under the collar, so he he is not he is not happy. But um, what did you think? First of all, I believe Heather. I, like I believe Heather. <laughs> I mean, I feel like number one, uh, Andy Cohen should have been. You y- y'all are dropping the ball. If your production can't catch the black eye, if your production can't catch Kathy Hilton having a fit from the bar to the Brenner to the house where you're filming at and you got zero mother effing footage N- nothing nobody i mean i'm just saying aren't you supposed to be having these houses with cameras and audio it does production have to be there i don't understand does production have to be sitting in the car with a camera on Kathy no. while she's having a meltdown like i just don't believe them anymore it's like it's like they just keep pulling that card over and over and over and it's like isn't in production isn't that the purpose of them to catch this stuff like Real Housewives of Atlanta. Whenever uh, the the stripper that had came there, they were it was like this party or whatever. Yeah, but see, that's that's the thing. These things usually happen late at night when the cameras aren't around, and somebody's got to call them. Somebody's got to be there like, were cameras hey. in that house, and they covered up the cameras, and they showed them covering up the, the ladies covering up the cameras. And actually, Kenya alleged came downstairs when she heard everything going on, and she called production. And they can't, I don't know if they can, but I just know that like you guys can't draw every time there's a major incident that's like, you know, we, we don't really know what happened. There's zero footage of it. It's just like there were people that caught Kathy Hilton having a meltdown in Aspen because they were just yeah. shopping and, and filming and in the background happened to be Kathy Hilton having a meltdown. Like, how did they catch it? And Bravo did it. <laughs> well, with Kathy Hilton, girl, I'm going to say this. With Kathy Hilton, I think they do have the footage. But, you know, she's got money. Girl, she's got she money. I think, she, she's I got think so, too. I do, too. I agree with you. I think that's what she's I mean. Got money. Like, whatever is good for Bravo is if it's good to make Kathy Hilton happy. Okay, we don't have no footage. In it. Like, not even a little bit, you know? But I don't, and, um, but I don't think, but I don't think the same is true with Heather, though. I think with Heather, they just don't have fucking footage. So. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think that, um, it kind of makes her look a little bit bad too, almost. I, I know, like, I wow. know. I feel like that was like constructed that she did that on purpose and threw that in there because there was so much drama happening that it would take the a little bit of the focus off the black eye. Do you think um, that? No, because I think I think she was just in a toxic friendship with. Jen. I mean, I don't know if they were like dabbling in the lady pawn or not, but I do think that they had a genuine friendship. Girl, I read her book, Bad Mormon. I read it um, because uh, right before the holidays, the last episode of Salt Lake City was Whitney like losing her shit in Bermuda at a parking lot, screaming about her damn vagina. 
And I was like, what the fuck is she talking about? But then Heather has said something that was like really like Heather is smart. Like Heather is a fucking smart girl. She is so smart. Um, but she said something right away and I picked up on it. She was like, no, you sign off on it. You like you okayed it. So when she said that and Whitney was still going on her crazy ass rant about her damn vagina, I was like, okay, I need to read this damn book to find out what the fuck she's talking yeah. about. So, yeah. and I'm a bookworm anyway. I love reading. So I read that Mormon. So I don't know what the hell Whitney's talking about, about her damn vagina. I, like there's nothing in Heather's book about Whitney's damn vagina. So I don't, I don't know if she was just doing that for screen time. I have my own theory as to why um, Whitney was doing it. We'll get into it a little bit later. But I think that Heather, she covered for Jen because there was a genuine friendship. She was the closest one to Jen. She met Jen a little bit before, like during casting that they, they all met um they all met around like they did not know each other before that i mean i never mm -hmm. watched salt lake city so i don't know what the narrative was but mm -hmm. the actual story is that they didn't know each other until they were cast but mm -hmm. she was the closest one um with jen i think there was a genuine friendship there and sometimes even you know toxic relationships it doesn't have to just be romantic relationships it could also be friendships there are like lots of toxic friendships where friends get abused and it's kind of like you know you kind of see it in the same dynamic as you would in like a romantic partnership relationship you sometimes see those kind of relationships in friendships too so Absolutely. I think that's what happened with Heather I think mm -hmm. Heather was in a very abusive friendship relationship with Jen Shaw and Jen Shaw was the abuser. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think that, I mean, there was um, in her court docs and stuff, the reason she had allegedly requested Texas was because they had a good drug and alcohol rehabilitation and that she was going to take part in the program there because there were, um, you know, that she was drinking and taking uh depression medicine and so uh, you're talking about jen uh-huh mm -hmm. okay yeah so i think it's possible there could have been some substance abuse issues and i had heard and i'm not the only one that had heard this but when they went on that trip when she got that black eye it was mm -hmm. alleged that they were drinking and they were um they were skiing on white hills of coca-cola and then they were also <laughs> um, going to visit the blue people while they were taking some, um, you know, uh, psychedelic things that grow out in the forest shrooms. I mean, I can say that as a podcast, right? I'm not on, I'm not on YouTube. Shit. They were doing cocaine and shrooms, allegedly, on this girl's trip. They were getting messed up. Meredith, Heather, and Jen. Girl, if you go to South America, you could have like some village witch doctor ha take you on a trip. Like, like, <laughs> like, girl, you know, uh, you know, no, no, I ain't gonna let her. <laughs> Not me. I'm serious. I'm serious. Like, people know, pay thousands of dollars. <laughs> Hell no. Um, but yeah, they were allegedly like doing like some pretty, um, 
you know, hard. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you want to say hard, but just like, I feel like they were getting messed up. And Meredith, a lot of people comment about Meredith's speech. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I still think she's on, girl, I still think she's on something. I will say I think Meredith's on downer because her speech is so slow. Like she takes a value, Marzana. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think so too. Are you too? But do you, it looks like a black guy that somebody would punch you. That's always confusing to me. Like I thought. You think she got hit with something harder? I don't know. I just it seemed like the, like the bruise was just like this really like small area, not small, but just like the area of her eye, like close to. If the she inside. got put, no girl. If she got punched with a ring, it it would look like that. Her eyes was closed. I mean, yeah. it wasn't even a black eye where she could open it. Her eyes yeah. was closed. So, yeah. but if she got punched with a ring, that would do it. That would do it, girl. Really? Do we think Jen Shaw is like strong enough to punch Heather that hard? She's married. She's married to a coach. Yeah. <laughs> she's married to a coach. She's got yeah. two boys. Yeah, she's. You're right. She's probably. She's probably very strong. You're right. You're right. And and look, like I said, you don't even like if you have a ring. And you know those bitches be wearing them big ass rocks. They got them big ass rocks. They ain't wearing no Cracker Jack ring looking thing. They have like, I mean, Lisa Barlow was going on about her $60,000 ring. So I, I, I think she got hit with a fist and it, it was a ring that caught her eye. And and that's why it looked like that. Yeah. Uh. Wow. Do you think they're do you think they're still do you think they're still friends? I do. Because I don't think Heather could have connected the dots um without without Jen. Jen, there is um posts of her from twenty twenty two in private messages saying that she knows that this um this Instagram account is her ex stylist. I can never say his name, but I think it's spelled K O A. Is it the Asian guy? Is it the Asian I, guy? I don't, I don't know because he's, it's the gentleman that there was footage leaked of her cussing him all the way out, mother effing him over, I think it was like her, one of her reunion dresses. And that's his name. That's his, he's a stylist. It's K-O-A. And she knew that he was the one, him and his people were the one running this site. And so that's why there are four different, if you go online as of last night, when I went on Instagram, there were four different Instagrams. Yeah, but girl, a, a lot of people like a lot of people are saying that like it's been scrubbed of a lot of stuff, and that the only stuff that's been left up are like freaking stuff about Jen Shaw and whatever. I believe that. Um, Lisa Me too, Barlow, but the one account only has oh. the one account has twenty five thousand followers, and the others only have like nine hundred or twelve hundred. Like you could tell they were like backup accounts or accounts yeah. that like. Yeah, one, like their main one got shot down, and they started using the other one. Um, yeah, in the, the DM, Jen says it. She's like, "That why do you think they have four accounts? Like, I'm report like she's blatantly saying I'm reporting the the, the fuck out of these accounts because I yeah. know who it is." And I think that Monica, honestly, I know this might sound crazy, but I think Monica infiltrated this the designer because if you notice, oh goes, girl, I know. You know, I think she infiltrated the designer to try to get close. Why to did Jen. you think that? Why do you think the designer though? I mean, I because I she don't was know. Meredith's store with the designer people when that clutch allegedly got stolen, and that was it's... before all of the audio came yeah. out about the designer. Yeah, I know, but why do you think it was the designer? I, like, why don't you think she got in another way? Here's the thing: she, she had no a... other way to get in. 
That's the uh, earliest. That's the earliest that contact that we see of Monica anywhere near Salt Lake City or, or Jennifer or Jen Shaw or any of the ladies is through this designer. Here, like I don't know how she got in. Here's the thing, though. She was a freaking crazy ass fan, like stalker fan, and she basically went from stalker fan to Jen Shaw's assistant to being mm-hmm. a cast member i yes. text you i text you this yesterday i was like is she she was basically a hater account so i i said it would have been like um if that crusty ball crusty ball whatever her name is it's mm-hmm. like you know she's basically a troll account for new jersey so mm-hmm. it would have been like if she <laughs> would have like somehow i mean she kind of already is in the inner circle right because isn't she friends with like the marco sisters or something no, she just took pictures with them because Joe Gorga invited him to her comedy event. And she okay. cleaned herself up nice, took some pictures with them. <laughs> okay, well, it, it would have been like, you know, if, if there, I mean, there's probably some sort of relationship going on, whether it's just, you know, oh, hey, yeah, hey, we'll no, there is. Yeah. But, but it would have been like, if she would have like, I don't know, ended up being friends with like, um, like it, it would be like if she would have contacted Jen Aiden or Teresa and, and been like, I have so much shit to tell you about the Gorgas because I was in good with them and I have so That's much shit I to think, tell you. Yes. That's what I think happened. I think when Jen fell out with the designer, when she cussed him out and the leaked footage came out, I think Monica saw her opportunity to go to Jen and say, you know that I'm friends with him, but he's messed up and I'm on your side and he leaked that audio about you and he's running this way. You know, who knows what she said to Jen and then all of a sudden she's Jen's assistant. You know what I'm saying? Because Jen did this for over 10 years. The government was watching her for over 10 years. She's not going to go in and just ask some random effing assistant that she doesn't even know. Hey, do you want to be part of a multi-federal uh, scam I got going on? I don't, I don't know you very well, and I don't know anything about you. <laughs> what kind of... What? what? <laughs> okay, so you think, okay, so you think her, her, her in was the designer? Designer, yes. Yes, okay. she's in the store with Meredith. That whenever Meredith had accused um, them of stealing something from her store, they yeah. show the footage and yeah. they show her in the store. Yeah. And I don't think Heather would have ever put that together. I think Heather is talking to Jen in prison. And why wouldn't she? They were friends when they went away to prison. Can, well, she's home. she's saying she's saying is Tanisha that let her know. Mm, I don't know. So Tanisha is the hairstylist and Heather and, 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 and I don't I don't want to say too much but um, apparently what happened was that Tanisha uh, she had let Heather know that you know what was up and Tanisha was like sending her screenshots and, and all this other what stuff to let her know. Heather sought out Tanisha as a hairdresser because she knew she was part of it and she thought that might be the weakest link. Hypothetically, if she's plotting with Jen in prison, Jen's like, this is actually what happened. Because, you know, Jen finds out Monica's on the show and that was Jen's assistant. Jen's got all kinds of dirt on her. She's going to get I think Tanisha. I think Tanisha was feeling a certain way. I think Tanisha was feeling a certain way and that Tanisha reached out to Heather. Maybe. I want to know how long she's been doing her hair. Not not long, girl. Recent. Hmm. I, what, re, what the hell am I saying? Recent. This was last year. I keep on forgetting <laughs> we're in 2024. Like, hello, we're in January 4th. But anyway, um, 
I, this 2022 2022 yeah okay, okay. so she monica cat okay let's back up a little bit a lot a lot of people were like why the fuck was monica even cast she makes no sense these shows we're watching these shows because these women have a lifestyle that a lot of americans cannot resonate with is escapism tv so why the fuck is monica on this because she's basically like your average american woman that are like if we wanted to watch her we could just like take our camera phones and go to like walmart and record somebody like so why was she there here's the thing they were uh the network bravo the network they were going to go with a story angle of jen shaw like it was going to be like you know the, the aftermath of her uh pleading guilty the fallout all that other stuff they put monica and monica reached out to the network and to the production they do these casting calls so if you guys are wondering like well how the fuck does she know who to contact or whatever they do these casting calls on all the franchises they do all these casting calls there are like contact point of contact people that whatever anyway mm-hmm. monica actually reached out to like the casting producers mm-hmm. and she told them like she was her assistant that she had the inside scoop that she knew everything and that was going to be like the story angle but when they started filming and it was like she was so fucking messy and she's great tv i mean i think she's freaking a slice like a sociopath <laughs> but I, she's great tv though and when they started um filming it was like they decided they didn't even need the Jen Shaw storyline angle anymore they were just going to go with what they had because she she is she is messy which which by the way I I have um I have a a, a leaked clip of her (laughs) is it the one with her mom I was just gonna ask you if you saw that yeah 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 wow yeah. and you don't hear yeah. me say that very often okay yeah oh wow wow <laughs> let me like, let let me tell you something remember yesterday when we were texting last yeah. night i i i was like saying whatever whatever and then you said do you think production no i said i don't know maybe whatever girl production knew they knew <laughs> they, they they knew yeah they knew it, i had no idea who this reality montese is because i said i have no idea who the fuck this like i i, I have you heard of them before before no. the episode i've never i no. never heard of them before the episode so i said they probably were not someone who was dedicated to like pop culture and entertainment it was just a hater account it was okay yeah. it was an account that was dedicated yes. solely to salt lake Roll. city again like yeah again like that crusty ball person she's just solely oh. new jersey like she don't cover anything else like that's all she covers is that and mm-hmm. so i never heard of this reality von T's whatever her, uh, account um and but i i was wondering I, well not only me a lot of people were wondering because we were texting each other and we we're like you know i wonder if production knew or not production knew um here's how here's how how i'm gonna let you know production knew she contacted production and one of her selling points besides from being Jen Shaw's assistant was that she was reality Montese. They knew. Lori, do you know who Lori is or you don't know? 
other producer that she's talking about in the video? Yeah, she's the head producer. Okay. She let her know. So I don't know if the field producers know. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I feel like anyone that, like, goes to the feds, I mean, like, it's just all of it. Like, I mean, from the get-go, I said, why would a mother of four, like, try to involve themselves in a federal investigation and, like, raise their hands? Like, oh, oh, I want to testify. Pick me. I know you got... Every single person that's been involved flipped on Jen Shaw ready to testify, but I was her assistant for three months, so I went, <laughs> what? Like, what do you think? Let me ask you, what do you think of that leaked video? I mean, girl, Monica, mm. you were doing it. You were doing it dirty to all these ladies, and now you got mm-hmm. it done to you. Somebody's leaking audios of you. <laughs> I know. What? I feel bad for her mom. <laughs> I felt bad for her mom, too. Look, let, let me tell you, a same same uh, different size of the same coin coin i mean she wants to say her mom's ted bundy and i was like well you're basically ted bundy's daughter right. like I don't... <laughs> right right <laughs> but uh, what do you think what do you think of that audio did you get to uh did you get to watch the whole thing i think that thing like i think it was like four minutes long so I did you get to watch the beginning the mother telling her like you're an actress and you worked hard to get on this show and you're supposed to, um, like, you know, get along with these women so that you can get camera time and yada, yada, yada. And then Monica's like, you didn't feel bad for me because I fell down the steps. <laughs> like, she was real <laughs> mad. Every time her mom said she didn't feel bad about Monica falling down the steps, Monica was like, get the fuck out of the house. Like, you could hear it girl, in her she's, I told you, uh, girl, I told you, she's immature. She, she, oh, she has yeah. like that, she has like that stunt, uh, she has like that an emotionally stunt development. She has arrested mm-hmm. development. She, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, she has some, yeah. look, it's, you, you have to go, like, if you want to be like a, uh, like a normal functioning adult, even to have like some level of like, you know, whatever, you need a lot of therapy. If, if like what she went through, if, if everything that she said that her childhood was like, then that is a very traumatic childhood. That is a very traumatic childhood. Yeah. If, if, if what she is saying is true. If everything that she's saying about her childhood is true, then it, it was a very traumatic childhood. And there's no way that you could go through any sort of traumatic childhood like that w- without having professional help. And that's no shade. I mean, that's absolutely you know. not. No, because I think at some point, you know, we have we have to take responsibility. Like we might have had terrible childhoods and I say this, but at some point in our lives, we, we become responsible for our own healing and whether yeah. that takes professional help, a shaman, religion, whatever yeah. it takes. Like, you know, we're responsible to heal ourselves so that we're not passing it, you know, down to our kids. And she has like a 16 year old. When she says she has four kids, she doesn't have four little babies running around the house. Yeah. She is like her kid, like her one. Her oldest one is 18. Her oldest one is 18. And here's oh, the thing. Shit. 18. Yeah. Well, yeah. here's the thing. Here's the thing, girl. Here's the thing. She's putting know. a lot of pressure. She's putting a lot of pressure on that 18 year old because you want to know why? When when they went out to Bermuda, who do you mm-hmm. think was watching all the, who do you think was watching all the kids? It was the 18 year old. 
You don't. You don't think that she had like an like um the mom or the nanny? Nope. Or something? Nope. Nope. Because wow. remember, no. Because remember, they had a falling out, and then when she was in Bermuda, she's like on the phone with her crocodile tear, saying that like her Bermuda family ghosted her, didn't mm-hmm. want nothing to do with her. So mm-hmm. the mom wasn't watching them. It, it, it was yeah. probably her older kid. It was probably, it probably the older kid. It probably was. That's. That, I could. I mean. I I, kind of, I don't like to say I feel bad for people's kids, but like at first I thought she was gonna like a young mom of like four small children that she was like no. trying to maintain. Mm-hmm. But like when you look at it from a position where she has like an eighteen year old and like a, you know a, another maybe twelve or thirteen year old and then two small yeah. children, you, like you said, you know she's making those other ones take care of the smaller yeah. children. Yeah, yeah, that eighteen year old, she probably has no lot life like she probably does not know what it is to be a teenage girl because her mom's in Bermuda and she's got to watch her three other kids and she's got to like bring them to school make them breakfast dinner whatever like that's that's basically like her kids you know that's why she's an old soul she kept on saying oh you know she's such an old soul like girl she's an old soul because you're making her take care of your damn kids (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and the scene I felt like that Monica did with her daughter where she like showed her pictures of when she was like pregnant and and of yeah. course she like was like you know when um I don't have any pictures of my dad because grandma burned them all when he left and I'm like could you you could have left that out you know like you yeah know, I felt like she was like kind of embarrassing like wouldn't you be embarrassed if you're 18 years she, old your mom sat so... down on national television and was like I know you've never met your dad because girl she's shameless she is shameless she has no yeah. shame she has no shame. She has no shame. And I, I said this, I forgot when, when the hell did I say this? I don't even remember, but I said this a while back when I was um, recapping Salt Lake City. I said that Monica, she is like, she is not somebody that I would like bring to a cocktail event because she's like the type of person where I would be worried that she would be blowing her nose on the tablecloth. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it's about her. She's shameless. Girl, she is shameless. Less. She is shameless. She, she is. is shameless. She she, is. she doesn't. She knows no shame. She knows no shame. She is not like she doesn't care if she's embarrassing herself. She doesn't care if she's embarrassing her daughters. She does not care. Like the shit that she does. Like you you know like some sometimes like certain things that that you're do like you're doing. You're aware that the camera is there, so you try. Like a perfect example. Monica was being like messy as fuck asking Heather about her daughter's sex life, which was so fucking weird. Like, why would you see? That's why I'm thinking like she's probably asking it so she could run back to her troll account and post something about it. But anyway, mm. she she was asking Heather about her daughter's sex life. And Heather was like, I'm not talking about my daughter's sex life. And she, like she shut it down right there. And that's because like Heather, I, I think Heather's probably a good mom and she's probably like aware of the fact that no, the cameras are freaking in my face. If I start mentioning my daughter's sex life, it's mm. going to be reposted, reclipped. People are going to make memes out of it. Like I'm not, I'm not going to talk about it, but so I think she's like, you know, a, a good mom because of something like that. Whereas Monica. I feel like Monica does not give a fuck. She will put her children on blast. She'll put herself on blast. She'll like, she went there saying like, yeah, I slept with my uh, husband's sister's husband. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That's bad. I know, girl. I had to make that connection because that was like some Jerry Springer shit. 
I didn't understand it. She was like her brother-in-law. So I was like her sister. But then she said she was an only child. So then I was like, oh, the husband's sister's brother. (laughs) Oh, not brother. The husband's sister's husband. Yeah. Yeah. And I only knew that because I worked with a woman that was like in her 50s who had been doing the same thing. And she had had an affair with her brother-in-law for like 15 years. And they cut it off. But they still were both married to, you know, brothers and sisters so they saw each other on holidays and stuff but I don't know I think sometimes like when you're like with a warped partner you find comfort in like if they have a sibling that's like warped too (laughs) they like bond over the you know their husband and wives being brother and sister and like being messed up but I don't know like that's crazy to me crazy and she did it for 18 months it went on for almost two years that's a long time she's just i mean she's just she's a train wreck girl (laughs) she's a train wreck this is do you think she's coming back she's great she's she's girl she's great tv she's great tv i think it'll depend on the reunion because my feeling is at the reunion that a lot of these housewives from salt lake city were dming this reality von account because they thought it was a hate account towards jennifer and mm-hmm. i'm assuming that they probably fed information to the account or said stuff through dms to the account and that's going to be the evidence that she brings to the reunion and i I just have a feeling that like they're going to be backtracking the girls are like because they probably were you know texting that account and talking shit about Jen and giving it information Monica is on the outs none of the other ladies like you know whatever Um, do you think look I personally feel that if anybody was going to break and film with her it would be Whitney um Mm -hmm. And I say this because Whitney, she, when they were all cast, she was not, um, she was edited out. Mm -hmm. And, okay, I I said that we were going to go back to Heather's book about Whitney. So Whitney, she was talking about some freaking whatever about her vagina. I I don't know what the hell she was talking about because, like, nowhere in the book did it mention her vagina. Like, but... What it did mention, Heather did talk about how they were cast. And so, girl, I never watched the previous seasons. You're going to have to fill me in this. Was Mary Cosby, was she in there since the, the first season mm-hmm. or no? She was? Yeah, she was in there since the first season. Mm-hmm. But then Was Jen- she a full-time? Was she a mm-hmm. full-time? Yeah. And, and Jen and her got into it immediately. They had beef immediately from like the beginning of the season. And at one point, Jen told Mary that she was a grandfather fucker. And she <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. She was like, can you fuck your grandpa? You know, you're a grandpa fucker. I don't want nothing to do. Yeah. Okay. But, okay. So, um, was Whitney there from the first season? I think so I think Mary Crosby didn't come to the reunion that year and so she, and then she didn't come back until this year or maybe she okay did. she came back two years maybe she did come back two years but one of the years she completely yeah because she did go to one reunion so the first year they filmed she goes to the reunion the second year she films and she gets so mad that she doesn't go to the reunion and we don't hear from her again until this year okay um <laughs> Whitney, 
she in in Heather's book she talks about everybody who was cast and that's why I asked because I, I I only started watching this season I never watched the previous season but in Heather's book she says that they actually edited Whitney out I guess like Whitney was also cast but mm-hmm. um, once they started filming or something production the network whoever it was they decided that you know she didn't have what it it took I guess or interesting mm-hmm. enough I, I don't know what the fuck but um, they actually edited Whitney out of like all the footage and Heather said that she was so shocked that they were able to do that and I'm thinking of course they did that like fucking they do that all the time like they edited like a whole entire right. person out so, um, so she wrote that in her book I think that was what Whitney was pissed about. I don't like there was nothing about uh, Whitney's damn vagina. I think what she was pissed about was that Heather was basically I didn't know that girl. Did you know that? Well, no, I but I thought that um I didn't know that Heather took what are those photos called that you take of like in lingerie oh, um, for your husband? Uh Boudier? Yes. She said that that's how she originally met Heather. That's how they found out they were cousins, actually. They didn't know they were cousins first. They met. Yeah, she was a photographer. So she was a photographer, um, Heather. Heather was like, you know, an amateur photographer. And she would do like, you know, how, you know, uh, Christmas pictures, uh, birthday parties, weddings, stuff like that, like around the Salt Lake City area. And that was how she met uh, Whitney. But in like the last few chapters, they talk she talks about like the casting and she wrote that she, she wrote everybody who was cast so it was Mary Cosby it was Jen Shaw she said her and Jen like immediately they they became close and Jen was like her best friend out of like you know everybody that was cast um Lisa Barlow Meredith Marks Am I missing somebody? I feel like I'm missing somebody. Uh, Meredith, I think that sounds about right, right? Okay, Meredith. and then and then Whitney Rose was also cast, but they actually ended up like editing Whitney out of all of the footage. I guess they weren't going to go with her, but then, but, but you're saying that she was on the first season, right? So I guess like maybe at the last minute they decided to put her back in. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't think they had a lot of women for Salt Lake City. And, um, you know, they were trying to put together a cast and, and something interesting. You had Jen Shaw with her husband, but you weren't getting a lot of her husband, you know, because he was like away all the time. And you just kind of had this dynamic of women that none of them really knew each other. Mary Crosby was so... Um, you know she's very un unsocial. I don't know. She doesn't have her socials. I don't know. She's very you know, socially inept. <laughs> well, I mean, she like kind of runs a cult a little bit. I mean, they show <laughs> footage inside the church, and and when all this you know happened, people forget that there were victims calling into, um, like, uh, Sherelle's world covered it a lot, and victims was were calling in there, and she actually interviewed. Well, who are you talking um, about, Jen or your Mary? Jen, Mary. Mary. What the Mary. hell does Mary have going on? What the hell Mary's Mary been going on? people from her church. There's money for years. And there's a lot of dead bodies around Mary Crosby. I would not mess with that woman. Oh, hell no. How come, how come the FBI is not on her ass? Well, because it's her family and it's people that are literally brainwashed. So if people want to give their money to people, I mean, who's the government to say she, she can't? You know what I mean? Like, 
trust me. There was a whole thing wait, with wait, Lisa Barlow. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up, back up, back up. Who's giving Mary money? Her church. Is it a real church or is yes. it like a one of? Okay. Yes, it's a real church. It was actually Mama's church. That's what caused all the problems in the family. That it was Mama's church, Mama that died, and then Mary married her husband. Oh my God, Bishop! (laughs) Oh my God! Yeah, it's it's scary actually. And um, so these people were calling into you know Sherelle's world and different. And up and Adam actually went and interviewed Mary Crosby's mom and stepdad. Um, in Utah, it was in, yeah, it was crazy. It was real crazy. Wow. Well, what does the mom have? What does the mom have to say about all this? Well, they're all upset with her for marrying the bishop, for marrying Mama's husband. Oh my God! Wait, she married her grandfather. How is that not incest? Because it was her step grandfather. Oh, she, he had been her grandfather her whole life. You know. Yeah, but really it's because they were fighting over the money of the congregation that's the thing and the congregation owned a title company so the somehow they were able they were having people put their homes up it was it was very very crazy because i can't get into all of it if you watched a couple of seasons ago then you will know lisa barlow brought a gentleman on he like ran um an orphan organization out of salt lake city he was warning them about Mary Crosby as well. And there was rumors that him and Mary had been hooking up. And um, he ended up dying. He was like a... What? Yeah. They, they said he, he he had cancer or something before he went on the show. But he died shortly after the show. I swear to God. Yeah. Salt Lake City got deep and dark for him. And I think that's why they needed Monica to really come in and like lighten things up bring things back to a place where people can like you know like that's some dark stuff with mary and the church and the people and the you know i don't that was just a lot and uh heather and jen were kind of investigating it themselves because the uncle to mary crosby was at the church one day and here comes heather and jen shaw with production because they were just going to you know see what they could see find what they could find and they ran into mary crosby's uncle i don't remember his name and they got him on camera they got him to sign a release but they never showed the footage but he did an interview on sherelle's world too so Mm. i think they were going with that but then they kind of got like this is a little dark let's try to lighten it up and and go a different route and mom and and i don't think we saw um, mary that following season so yeah Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave a review. You can listen to NYC Gal Out on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, we're going to get into it.